This is a Founding Media podcast. Hey again, guys. Welcome to Apple A Day Doc Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Ram Dean, and we have Andy Ruiz, Dr. Andy Ruiz again. Thank Andy's you. Good. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. He is a pharmacist, doctor of pharmacy, and he is the president and partner at Stonegate Pharmacies here in Austin and San Antonio. And he's a, he's a partner at uh, Renew Pharmacies in San Antonio and co-founder of Endotech Solutions, LLC. He, Andy went to the University of Texas at Austin for two years prior to entering the University of Texas at the Austin College of Pharmacy, where he earned his Doctor of Pharmacy in 2008. And after completion of that, um, he assisted in the design and implementation of the first combined Master of Science in Pharmacy and Community Pharmacy Residency. And Andy always makes me read these really super long <laughs> CV things because he's got, no, really, he's a, he's a really smart guy and he's got a lot under his belt. Um, and so... The um, Stonegate Pharmacy here in Austin is just a critical resource, and I've mentioned this before to a lot of the docs in the area in Austin and San Antonio who go to Andy for questions with things like bioidentical hormones and compounding because they're a sterile pharmacy as well. But today we're going to talk about something a little bit different, Um, CBD oil. Yeah, something that uh, at first regulatory bodies Mm -hmm. were not excited about. So historically it's been illegal. Yeah. so CBD is interesting, though, because it's even in states where um, cannabis is illegal, mm-hmm. uh, CBD has made its way in a legal form via hemp. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's interesting because, you know, you think of uh, cannabis uh, as marijuana, as, as THC, as psychoactive uh, and stigmas of hippie you know, other things like that. <laughs> yeah. But the irony of it is it CBD has amazing properties to it. And it's a, it's a, it's a great um, substance that we can utilize, a chemical that we can utilize that our body makes naturally. I mean, if mm-hmm. you think about the endocrine system, there is an endocannabinoid system. And that's kind of the irony, the, the catch-22 of this whole uh, CBD dilemma mm-hmm. as to how can we uh, go with the laws or will laws change as we're seeing them change mm-hmm. now um, and how can we really utilize these these preparations or products that are good for us and healthy for us mm-hmm. um, so yes yeah, so that's CBD is a is a cannabinoid in this whole spectrum of cannabinoids uh, uh, cannabidiol to most simply put it is CBD um, so that's kind of in its simplest form what CBD mm-hmm. is, uh, cannabinoid. And uh, you, you mentioned this, you know, this being analogous to one of our already existing chemical pathways. Right. But is it safe? How do we know that the particular formulation we're using is safe? Right. Uh, that, that, okay, that's great. Because CBD in itself is safe in mm-hmm. the sense that uh, I think what most people have heard about it initially, and I, I could be wrong on that, but is when the, the children with seizures, right? Mm-hmm. Especially the videos that went out just mm-hmm. breaks your heart seeing mm-hmm. these poor children go through the seizures and how a hemp-derived substance uh, could help them with their seizures. Um, but what you what you nailed on there is the formulations. Mm-hmm. It's become such a hot topic, and um, although well-intended on the regulation of it, 
through farm bills, et cetera, uh, it allowed us to use hemp as a source for CBD mm -hmm. throughout the United States. But in doing so, we've had a lot of people rush to market with this and the formulations and how they're prepared could cause issue or mm -hmm. harm in some cases, mm -hmm. right? Are they using a certain pesticides? Are they extracting it properly? Are they, what are they doing to get this CBD, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, the preparations themselves, you know, do your homework, look at it, see which one is, is, um, has, uh, is reputable for lack mm -hmm. of better words. Something that, you know, is, is trusted and tried and, and proven to be safe and effective. So here's where it comes into play of getting to uh, talk to your provider about it and not feel shameful, uh, mm -hmm. getting to talk to your pharmacist or nurse or, uh, provider in general about it. Right. So, um, is it CBD safe? Heck yeah, it's safe. Yeah. If you give it to a kid that's having seizures, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'd say it's pretty safe. And, and so really it comes down to, like you said, um, Andy, the formulation. And there are so many different types out there, yeah. just like all supplements and extracts and herbs and right. all these things that you really do have to do your research when you right. choose one. And if I'm not mistaken, you offer one mm -hmm. at Stonegate. Can you tell me why you chose that one? Or Yeah, so um, we we use CV Sciences. Uh, and we choose them for two reasons. One, they're one of the early adopters, early uh, entrepreneurs that enter into this market, and they're trusted, they're reputable. They've gone through all the regulatory rigmarole early mm -hmm. on and are still around. Uh, two, um, they guarantee what, what you're receiving, and uh, in doing so, you're getting these products that are um, – have little to no THC in them. They're mm -hmm. using hemp, right? Mm -hmm. So hemp in itself has very residual amounts of THC, right? Uh, however, it's what we'll call clinically insignificant. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why we choose CVs, uh, CV sciences, but they're also cost effective. There's some, uh, just like anything uh, you'll hear, you get what you pay for, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, but I also want to keep my limbs, you know, the whole saying, I don't want to cost an arm and a leg. Um, but it, so that's why we choose them, because they're cost effective uh, and a great product. Right. And and one thing I, I just want to sidestep a little here, Andy, is that whenever we talk about any substances, um, supplements, herbs, extracts, anything, my blanket statement always is check with your doctor. Yes. Make sure you know where your labs are. There may exactly. be conditions that may... Um, may require caution if you were to do something like this. And even when you do take something like this, because it's not heavily regulated, right. you want to watch your organ function, your kidney, yes. your liver, your electrolytes. So anything you take, even if it's a medication, it's important that you first check with your doctor and continue to be monitored by one right. while you're taking it. And you... And it's funny, though, because you nailed it, because at first you we you and I may have pause as to, mm -hmm. okay, what are the negative or what's this? And but there really are things that you have to bring up to your provider because let's just say you try to use CBD uh, and you're on uh, levodopa or something that might – so mm -hmm. Parkinson's disease, right, mm -hmm. or something of that nature. Uh, CBD has also been found to slightly bump up your dopamine levels, mm -hmm. right? So if, if you, you – that's not something you commonly think of. So if you start um, – opening that book, per se, that you are to your provider, it really gives a better understanding of what is going on, especially if you're already on a medication 
and you start using the supplement and you may feel better, but it is important for the long-term effects as to disclosing, hey, this is what I'm taking mm-hmm. and this is uh, why I'm us- utilizing it. And it may be that there just may be minor medication adjustments or it may be 100% fine. And but how- yeah, disclosing it is God, you have to. For sure. And and this goes for any supplement, any right. med, right? You just want to be able to interpret the in the context of your history and mm-hmm. current medications, really sometimes just what we should be watching out for. It mm-hmm. may not, you know, you may not disqualify you from taking it, but it at right. least will be, if Better we have any. a symptom, we can interpret it in the context. Exactly. Of your... and, and honestly, like, we we may talk a lot of science and data, da, 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 mm-hmm. but... As professionals, we use our professional judgment, mm-hmm. right? So you may th- hear us throw out the word anecdote. Anecdote has a negative stigma to it. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's through my experience, through my understanding. This is how I interpret things anecdotally. It's us just saying, I'm not going to quote some research right now, right? right. <laughs> That's and in my experience. But exactly. anecdotally, we are clinical decision-making and even do I want to conduct a research study? Do I want to read these studies? May guide us towards that. So that feedback that you may give us to provide anecdotes for us, guide our our decision-making, our desire to look at certain research or even conduct our own research. So uh, I think it's, like you said, it's beyond critical because the more feedback we get, the more hypotheses that we may have. Yeah, And that anecdotal experience and that one-on-one personalization of decision-making is so important because when you talk about supplements and things like this, what is not beneficial, I feel, is when you have a blanket statement saying don't do any of that. And then there may be patients or people that really want to try it. So now they're going to go to non-medical settings to do not just this, other things. And then if there is a side effect, they'll end up back to us with a big blind spot gap between the beginning right. of what they started and now. So I think it's just important to to try to right. incorporate what people are doing as long as it's not hurting them. Mm-hmm. And you don't know if it's not hurting them unless you're monitoring them. Exactly. That continuity of care, which uh, you may read, uh, it's a fancy term to just say, it's important for your provider providers to know where you're, where you have been, where you're going, and what's in between, right? And especially with CBD, where the the research has been limited <clears throat> throughout the years uh, significantly. It's, you know, um, hemp. Our constitution, if I'm not mistaken, I think our constitution was written on hemp paper. Uh, I mean, it's <laughs> it's really been used throughout mm-hmm. history. It's a great. Um, uh, source for paper, for supplements, for mm-hmm. nutrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, because of laws that we've had in place, it's it's inhibited our research. So in times we do work off of anecdotes, it's not ideal for us, especially in the age of that we're in of uh, research and data is at our fingertips. In this case, we are limited to a degree, a large degree to what is even available. Especially when it's something as newly available as this. Right. You don't have these large, randomized, double-blinded, pl- placebo-controlled trials right. with thousands and thousands of patients. It's exactly. Anecdotal information is important. Exactly. And yeah. and honestly, has there been some research out there? And you get a mm-hmm. lot of it from like Israel and other countries. Mm-hmm. If it's written in another language, we may be... <laughs> hindered from how we can access mm-hmm. that literature. So it's just not, uh, the anecdotes are good in this case, right? Mm-hmm. Like how, are, from our experience, can we utilize this? And if the research isn't available, hopefully it can be validated in the research someday, mm-hmm. right? Or somebody can look into that theory that we may have. Um, 
But yeah, CBD has a lot. Uh, it's at its infancy right mm-hmm. now. And it, it's awesome. It's awesome to be a part of. It's awesome to see. It's awesome to see people get benefits from it. It's yes. awesome to see providers like yourself just be open and accepting of it. And, hey, let's talk about it. Let's start the discussion right. about it. And, and again, the reason I do that is because if you just have the, you know, paternalistic, don't do this ever, <laughs> right. right? That may work sometimes, right. but oftentimes it won't. And then again, now they're out of your supervision exactly. and doing things that you can't see right and then they come back if they do have some side effect or maybe it wasn't a the greatest formulation right you just are playing catch up exactly try telling your children no mm-hmm. right exactly <laughs> see what happens <laughs> and then andy how does it work what how does it on a pharmacal pharmacology level tell so, us it so if you think of it I'll just say endocrine, right? Because immediately yeah. you should be like, oh. Because <laughs> the endocrine system is beautiful, but yet complicated mm-hmm. and intricate. Um, so we're still understanding how it works. But the way I relate it to is um, natural hormone replacement mm-hmm. therapy, where we were 20 years ago, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. right? To where it was a stigma of like, ah, where's this going? And it turned into this beautiful, magical thing that is just it's truly accepted by so many organizations. And he's very passionate about yes, it. Yes, that's my bias. <laughs> it's beautiful and magical. <laughs> <laughs> and complicated. <laughs> it's the endocrine system. Right. So that endocannabinoid system that you mentioned earlier, uh, it's, a, it's a part of it, right? So... Uh, CBD or cannabidiol Mm -hmm. fits on these certain receptors that in turn cause this whole cascade to occur. And that cascade in turn can cause um, genes or enzymes to be expressed maybe on the hormone profile, maybe in your brain, like I said, dopamine. So fully characterizing its its, uh, mechanisms of action, if you will, uh, is difficult because we know that it's had some effectiveness in premature ejaculation, yeah, right? right? We know if it's had effectiveness in seizures. Mm-hmm. We know if it's had effectiveness in tremors, right? Mm-hmm. So peripheral, mental, psychological, inflammation, swelling, all of a sudden it's appearing to be this panacea, right? It's a fix-all, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's not snake oil, right? There's right. true science behind mm-hmm. it. And in some cases, it doesn't work for everybody. And that's something that we're still trying to identify and learn is to why does it work in patient A or individual A mm-hmm. and not individual B, right? So what what is it about that? But we know we're born, we have this endocannabinoid system, mm-hmm. and it there is this locking key that it fit this. That's the key that fits in the lock. But who and how and what is something I think that we're still reading and learning about, right? Absolutely, and doing research on. Yep. Um, but it's awesome. Absolutely. And you, and you mentioned dopamine a couple of times. So that's a neurotransmitter, right? Correct. A chemical in the brain mm-hmm. that um, you mentioned can become elevated. Right. If you're taking and and what conditions so do like we need to watch out for? Parkinson's, right? So if you have tremors and you're taking mm-hmm. medications to help stabilize those tremors, generally it affects on the dopamine as those medications you're, you're dealing with. Um, so um, for Parkinson's, are we trying to... So a lot of keys we're trying to increase the right. dopamine levels. And so if you're already and then you take the CBD and it magnifies it more, it can cause too much of a tremor. It's right. It's that healthy balance. You don't right. want to go too high. You don't want to go too low. You're finding that that key balance. And there's other medications like Provigil or Modafinil that 
work on the alpha brain waves, but they also work on dopamine. Mm -hmm. So you may have this enhanced euphoric feeling, although non-psychoactive with CBD, because it may give you a slight bump mm -hmm. in your um, dopamine level. So mm -hmm. if you're taking an SSRI, some actually increase your dopamine. So selective, reup uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, or what we'll just generically call antidepressants. Mm -hmm. They may actually also increase your dopamine levels. So it's things like that that uh, it's important that you tell your provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner of, hey, I'm taking this CBD and I feel better. Was it a cumulative effect mm -hmm. or is it its own unique effect, right? So it's kind of hard to uh, – yep. but it's, that's where the importance of – Talk to your provider. Let them know what you're taking. Don't be ashamed. <laughs> right. And part of the shame and the, you know, lack of communication comes from it being a, quote, you know, drug. Yeah. And, and a Schedule what, one what, drug at that. Right. It's scary. And, right. And then so one of the questions um, that's typically asked, too, is that is this addictive? If I start CBD oil, right. am I going to get addicted to it? So uh, that's a great point because addiction generally classified in its true form, you can't get addicted. You cannot become addicted to CBD. However, there are addictive personality types, right? Mm -hmm. That they, they find pleasure in certain things. So therefore, you will become non-chemically addicted, mm -hmm. right? So um, if I had chronic knee pain and I needed CBD because it's going to help me, am I addicted to it? Uh, maybe by definition, non-chemically <laughs> addicted. But you know, if you want to think of it from a chemical addiction, most likely not. Uh, there, you don't have the same, it doesn't act on the same psychoactive component as THC and not to the same degree as THC, right? Which is its brother or sibling, however you want to define and it. And the chemical addiction is really the important question to ask right. because if that, quote, addiction happens and, and you need basically more to achieve an effect over time and you can build tolerance and right. things like that. That's really concerning because exactly. then you need more and more for an effect. And when you take it away, you can have withdrawal, exactly. but it's not that kind of addiction. Correct. No, right. it's not that kind of addiction. And so it, that's the important thing to understand. You won't have this chemical dependence on it. This, this, uh, uh, new threshold as Dr. Ram Dean said that you're trying to always hit and attain. Mm -hmm. Um, now there are always genetic abnormalities that pre-expose people to a certain alcohol addiction, right? Uh, nicotine, tobacco type of addictions, uh, opiate addictions. Mm -hmm. uh, there is some controversy on does generally marijuana have some addictive properties? There's some research that shows yes. To what severity, we don't know. But CBD, to what we have seen and understood from the research, it's non-psychoactive. It's not addictive. Mm -hmm. So, And then... What route do you feel is best to have this administered? And what are the different types of routes? Yeah. Can you tell us, Andy? So, again, I am biased. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my early research was uh, formed around sublingual therapy, mm -hmm. meaning under your tongue. Mm -hmm. um, I appreciate that route of administration because it's simplicity, purity, and history of it. So you put it under your tongue. It absorbs pretty instantly. And then from there, uh, it avoids the liver and naturally... Uh, goes through the liver for its metabolic process, right? And are these in the form of drops that you're drops your tongue? Drops or? or little tablets that yeah. you can find. Okay. Um, but the drops are by far the most common. Mm -hmm. And CBD is a bitter substance, too, so you might want to get a flavor to it. Some people don't mind it. Some people mm -hmm. genetically, ironically, are pre-exposed to enjoying bitter substances. Mm -hmm. They don't really mind. Um, however, it is bitter. Uh, you can ingest it via capsule, gummy. Um, with those preparations, 
once it's metabolized in the stomach, you have other metabolites. So it may act a little differently. It may have a longer effect. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, it, it's, um, it's something to consider if you're trying to, um, I've, I've, anecdotally, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've had feedback from uh, other healthcare professionals who have been uh, um, veterans, right, who have experienced right. war right. and had PTSD, mm -hmm. nightmares, the mm -hmm. whole traumatic experience, which is understandable. They've used CBD gummies over the drops because they it helps their PTSD, it, their nightmares subside or limited significantly. Mm. They sleep through the night. They're less anxious in the morning. And that has been... And these are docs that you're talking about? Or uh, just general one was a physician and one was a... Uh, an, an early farm D. Yeah, so, no, I think these anecdotal yeah. stories are really It's helpful. phenomenal, yeah, yeah, because it's like, mm -hmm. never thought of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then as providers, uh, you know, we can go back and then talk to the patients, be like, look, this is what I've understood from another person. That's mm -hmm. not necessarily how it will work in you. But hey, if it's safe, it's efficacious, it's appropriate for you, it may not be bad to at least try it and mm -hmm. see if it's a, a better route uh, versus some maybe harder medications, if you will, you know, more uh, uh, harder on the body or harder on the brain versus CBD. And other than the sublingual route, any other routes that are popular right now? Right now, the gummies are pretty popular. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if it's the idea of eating a gummy bear or something like that, <laughs> the nostalgic, but yeah. the, which yeah. you should not bring those around children all the time, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that's a big issue right now. Uh, but, you know, the bombs or mm -hmm. the oil, even the unscented oil, mm -hmm. right? So... Mm -hmm. um, if there's p joint pains, knee pains, you can rub that on the joint mm -hmm. and it gets uh, to the site of pain and alleviates it. The endocrine system is throughout the body, right? Mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's interesting how CBD or cannabidiol is part of this whole endocannabinoid system as a subset of the endocrine system. And um, I, you, with all your training and understanding yeah. of the body, mm -hmm. you can attest that the endocrine system is a, a web of this throughout your whole body. Mm -hmm. And so um, how would, like, if we apply it to the knee, how would you, uh, simplify, I guess, simply put that it would respond to the brain and throughout the rest of your body? That's actually a really good question. I honestly can't answer that very it, well. So it, the, the question is, you know, that's asked sometimes is that if it is the endocrine system, working through this cannabinoid pathway, right. why, and that's everywhere. Right. Why then, if you apply it to your knee, let's say, if you have knee pain, why does that help your joint pain? You know, the way yeah. I think of it, and maybe it could be wrong, but it's simply put, I, I think back to, uh, what's that movie with the little blue creatures, uh, and they're uh, connected <laughs> to uh, Mother Earth, but they're in this alternate universe. Um, I have um, no idea. Uh, Avatar. Oh, Avatar. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I yeah. started thinking of Avatar uh, <laughs> is that the whole body's connected, right? right? And to right. be fair, we're connected to everything else. Mm -hmm. But the endocrine, the, simply put, the way I think of it is that if we put it on our knee, that relayed message has to get back to the rest of our body, mm -hmm. right? So from the sensation of pain, it has to re receive back to the brain. So it, it stimulates part of the endocrine system to relay that message back. Uh in other ways, what it may actually do is at least start a um, signaling pathway to help bring down the inflammation or interrupt some of those uh, other processes that are occurring locally. Uh, so the thing I like about local administration, especially like for arthritic conditions, mm -hmm. is that 
you don't have to, uh, again, I'm conservative, although I'm a pharmacist, uh, and not scared to try things on myself, <laughs> which is bad science, uh, is, you know, try as, to the local as possible. If my knee hurts, I want to apply something to my knee. Do I necessarily want to take something that goes throughout my body? Typical. I'm just not like that. Yeah. Doctor was, philosophy. Start yeah, low and go slow. Exactly. Start with the smallest dose in the tiniest place and then work your way up. Exactly. So I guess if it's like the endocrine system, how does that how does that mis- message relay? I think of it as, oh, okay, well, where's my endocrine receptors? Throughout my body. So mm-hmm. hopefully it's touching on, there's clearly got to be something on a ligament, mm-hmm. on an enzyme, on an inflammatory marker that it's interrupting or enhancing or improving upon. Uh, and those endocannabinoid receptors um, may actually be localized pain receptors as well that we're still learning about. So and the one that you provide there at Stonegate, what, what route is that? Uh, we have all all the different oh, routes of administration. Okay. Yeah, so we'll have the gummies. We'll have. We currently need to order more, uh, which is my fault. I forgot. <laughs> uh, uh, gummies, drops, uh, flavored drops, bombs, capsules. Um, so yeah, there's a explain the bombs. How do they, so a bomb is more of like a. If you think of, uh, for lack of better words, mm-hmm. like a petroleum jelly, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's a CBD that it's more of like an oil based uh, product that mm-hmm. uh, you can rub for arthritis on your hands or on your knees okay. uh, or any types of joints like that. And how often are patients doing that? So for arth- arthritic type mm-hmm. symptoms, uh, it's not uncommon. I've seen patients just carry it around with them, okay. and when they get flares, just as needed, right? Yeah. Two times a day, three times a day. Uh, I've never seen anybody just continuously, you know, <laughs> but you will see two to three times a day is not uncommon. Um, PTSD, really at night, I hear a lot of, hey, I'll just take two or three gummies. And it's really a titrate is needed is what okay. we're seeing so okay. far. And is there any toxicity issues or taking too much being a problem? I think that's what's still being presented in the research, but there not hasn't cr- been, not to my yet. knowledge, seen any yet. Um I could be mistaken, but I haven't. I'm not aware of any at this point. Okay. Uh, if anything, it's more of uh, it helps with the nervous system healing process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For instance, the endocannabinoid system is beyond important during the third uh, trimester in pregnancy. It's when the mm-hmm. nervous system's fully forming, really integrating, and that's when your uh, endocannabinoid system is starting to spike and flare. Right. It, it, especially in the fetus, because it's starting to create those neuronal connections that are mm-hmm. of just utmost importance. Absolutely, yeah. And um, you, uh, <laughs> this is a common question I get too, is that when you take the CBD oil, do you get a high? Does that happen? I think some people would wish you did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but generally, no, you don't get the high. It, the high, the, maybe a euphoric feeling, again, as I said earlier, maybe a slight increase in dopamine, mm-hmm. especially if you're taking other medications that may be more amplified. But there's not a, it's not psychoactive, meaning you're not going to have a high, you're not going to have an altered mental status or anything like that. And what's your sense, Andy, on this becoming prescription type medication strength, FDA regulated? I think regulation's great yeah. because it's important. Yeah. We don't want to just have rogue uh, pharmacists, anybody, right? right? right. Um, or just in t- intelligent people just mm-hmm. going out there and, mm-hmm. you know, biohacking is what's the hot trend right now. That's <laughs> t- cool, but scary, very scary, right? <laughs> Non-supervised, that's not good. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'm conflicted because I think it's, Mm-hmm. Insurers may pay for it, may increase availability, but at the same time, will that hinder other companies that have been making this available 
uh, from making point. it available? Yeah. Or is it all of a sudden going to have a negative stigma on these other on things that we've been doing because there's uh, trying to push you towards what's uh, pharmaceutical available, right? So I think it'll be wait and tell, wait and see what'll happen. But at this point, we've already had these availabilities. Why rock the boat? Why all of a sudden turn it into this whole um, pharmaceutical only, right? Absolutely. And that's my fear. And uh, any final thoughts on CBD oil, Andy? Um, don't stigmatize <laughs> it. <laughs> no, it's, this is phenomenal. It's a really important, yeah. I think, that we just start the conversation exactly. with people like us. Exactly. You know, Western yeah. medicine, that internal one, medicine, exactly. doctor pharmacy. I think it's important. Yes, I yeah. agree. Talk to your provider. And, Don't worry about it. And a lot of patients, you know, it, my patients right now are asking me about this. And I said, well, let me talk to Andy. And, and I think it's going to be a really good jump yeah. off spot for I people agree. to... To start hearing and don't about judge what, us. We're still learning. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's very true. We yeah. do not have all the yeah. answers yet. But exactly. It's important to talk about it. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> and uh, Andy, Dr. Ruiz, thank you so much thank again you, Dr. for coming Ramdi. back. <laughs> I'd like to thank Founding Media for hosting us. And thank you guys again for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you. The Apple a Day Doc Talk podcast team includes me, Dr. Ram Dean, producer Mariah Gossett, and audio engineer Jake Wallace. Thank you to everyone at Founding Media for your support. The Apple a Day Doc Talk is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram at RamDeanMD, spelled R-A-M-D-E-E-N-M-D or check out the link to my YouTube channel and website in the show notes. Thanks for listening.